evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Anything Goes for the week of July 9th. Uh, my name is Darren Frost, your host, and my other co-host, Dave Martin, is here. How are you, Darren? I'm good this week. How are you, Dave? Uh, good. And we got we, we, we blurted out the this is the week of. Yes. Very quickly. Which yes. always is a, is a nice reminder uh, for me, because it reminds me both where I am and what the date is. Right. So when you listen yeah. to the show in the future, you can remember yourself, oh, right, that's oh, why I... That's where I was. That's, that's why Darren ganged up on me. That you, can't, you can't charge me for a crime I did not commit. Look, it's time-stamped. <laughs> that's right. It's time-stamped in a way that... It's like, it's when people say, oh, well, I read on the internet like the internet is like the new tv radio newspaper of just like oh it has to be true what is the internet not it's the internet it's a new everything it's the new it's it's the new tsunami of porn and information it is is. because you know even the porn stars are dying i went there today to buy a magic egg this is a true story to buy a magic egg at a store that i've bought them before what's a magic okay for i don't know what a magic egg is for the clit it's like an egg it's like an egg that vibrates oh it's something for the clit oh the the well neglected the thing that you don't have but you you search for your whole life i don't i know exactly where it is it's uh, between the belly button and i didn't mean like that i meant the actuality of having a girl that's what i meant not finding on her uh, anyways, I went to a store that normally had tons of them, and it's so dying, this the wall? porn industry, okay. that they, they only had, like, one choice. Normally, you'd have, like, five choices. This is just one choice, and the box had been opened, and it's like... It's you a, should not be allowed to open up a, know, uh, a, a, I mean. a clit tickler box. Exactly. If you open that box, you break it, you bought it. That's, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, it was really weird. And it's like, that's just an, an industry. The industry's dying. Porn is dying in that regard. But, but sex, on the storefront. But sex it's just toys like, are up? Well, I don't know if sex toys are up, but like porn stores are obviously down. They're like Blockbuster. They're fucking redundant. Well, yeah. But I mean, no? but, well, Blockbuster suffered because you could get the Netflix and yeah. everything was online now. Just like I, porn. Just like porn is. All right. Yeah. But but sex toys aren't on. Like, you have to go to- a, I, know, I know, but it's like, that's where they used to make their little bit of extra money is in the toys on the side. That's where they got of, their, that's where their gravy was. Yeah. The gravy was all the toys. Oh, I'm right. going to charge you 50 bucks for this fuck thing. Yeah. This know? fuck thing. This fuck thing. And like, I don't like, you don't sort of uh, try to narrow it down to no, the things No, there's that, lots know. of things that can happen in that category. Uh, Where were you this which, weekend? Which store did you buy it at? Where that normally has a lot of fuck toys, but the uh, doesn't uh, that the uh... the one at, on Queen uh, across from the Tulip. It's not a huge place, but it used to have a good size amount of sex toys in there as well. That was uh, I remember. You know what? I remember I went in there because this was this one porn star, and I printed off a list of her movies off the internet, and uh, then I went in there, yeah. and I had some checked off, and I handed it to the guy, just like, "Do you have any of these?" And he just looked at me. He was like. Buddy, there's a lot to jerk off in the world. <laughs> Why do you want an arrow? Yeah. Maybe listen. You already have some of these movies. Yeah. That should be enough for you. Yeah. Uh, and also, that place has a back door to it too. Yes, yeah, so that's it? why I always go through the back door. Right. And then they have the front door open, which they, the front door shouldn't even exist in that right. place. And it's, you know, I would just love to see you 20 years ago if you went to a porn star with a list. They're like, no, no, just go in the back. The Dewey Decimal System in the back there. Yeah. At the big, library. Big old library. That's right. You could be a librarian of porn. Oh, but, well, uh, aren't you, Dave? Uh, you know what? I don't have any um, porn. You don't names. have, but you have a vast knowledge of porn. I have you're, a vast knowledge. Pretty, yes. pretty big knowledge of the actors and actresses. And but there aren't even actors anymore. There's, uh, uh, well, I mean, there are actors and actresses. I hope so. As, yes, there are. But I mean, they don't have stars so much, right? Or they're very manly trannies that I've been watching. 
Well, <laughs> I, wouldn't get, I wouldn't get it. You know what was something that's very interesting about, uh, which I think separates many performers, is this uh, Luca Magnata. That, yes. Am I pronouncing his name right? Yep. Notice that there hasn't been any gay porn stars that has stuck up for him. and Not necessarily him, but gay porn stars in general. Like, no one's come to the front and just said, hey, this guy doesn't represent all of us, right? Right, right, right. There's been no one yes. like that. Just we to, suck and fuck, yes, but we do not cut heads off people and ship them right. to somewhere Right, we fuck else. live people. Yep. I, I, hey. Consenting adults. Right, I'm a consenting man fucker, yes. and I pay my taxes, yep. I feed my kids with yes. this money, Yes. And uh, but there's been no act that's like, there's, where's, right. the, where's the camaraderie in the gay porn right. industry, right? Especially with gay pride that just happened, you thought there would have been some kind of float. There should have been. You know? <laughs> there should have been a float of a guy that looked like Luca Bagnata yes. and uh, dismembering yes. a, a, a Chinese uh, fuck buddy, yep. and, uh, and then they should have just had a big circle around it with a slash yes. through it of, this yes. is not us. Yes, and then someone plays the YMCA music, and all the bunch of cops come out and they beat the fucking flu- float to the fucking death. It just bang, 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 and it just deflates right well, there they, at the end. Oh well, they, that would have to be the closer. They yeah, can't just keep doing end. that, yeah. reenacting it along the way. But that that should be actually. You know what? Then they should have a shame parade. They should have uh, where all the parents come out that hate their gay kids, right? And then they could have that float about the uh, the gay porn star uh, mm-hmm. chopping up dudes. That that should be the shame parade, right? Should should it be the next day? Yes. Should yes. it be before next, or after no, the pride? No, it should be it should be the next day. So they have to walk through all the fun that the you know the gay pride produced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You walk, walk. They have to walk through all the fun. Yeah, that makes you know? it sounds like used condoms and no, like, but you know, they're like uh, the and, fucking water guns and the foam, and it would just like probably reek the next day and not be the most pleasant experience. Have you ever heard that before? I've heard that. Uh, I don't know if that's an urban myth. We got to bring a d- gay dude in that they've put that that men would put. Uh, they would uh, jerk off into, into the, the. Yeah, into I've the heard walk. that. Yes. Oh, okay. That's why all I right. said that. They have to walk through all that the next day. And, all the foam, but you said the yeah. foam and then the well, water but, gun we, uh, residue. Yeah, but the yeah. water gun is what I meant. It, right. They put it in the water gun and. Uh, the foam and <laughs> I was. Just I didn't want to get too explicit, Dave, but you wanted to knock. Well, it this down. is XM. Yeah, you can no, get explicit, it's, it's true. Uh, it's true. explicit as you want, and also the fact that no one has, uh, no gay porn stars have uh, come to defend that guy or mm. or the gay porn star lifestyle, uh, just as much as no one has come to the defense of bath salts either. Right. Like, uh, there's still a. Like couple I get of... all fucked up on bath salts, but I don't bite people's faces. Hey, I, I lead a productive life, like you said just about I'm a, before. I'm yes. a recreational bath salts yes. user. Yep. I go out on the weekend with my mm-hmm. friends. We. Uh, rip it up a little bit. Yes. We toot a bit of bath salts, and right. uh, we have a good time. And yeah. then I go back home, and uh, you know, I, I have a productive day at work the next day. Yeah, I like to, you know, my heart to feel like it's on the outside of my body for three right. or four hours a day, but I still do a full eight-hour day at work. Yeah. You know, I like to uh, foam at the mouth and, yeah. and growl like an animal in front of police officers. And right. They, there was a little bit of an uproar about how they should not have shot that guy in Miami, and people were sort of like, "Hey, did you have to shoot him?" Come on. He was eating a face Come and he on. was growling like an animal. Yeah, like where and where I- are you going with that? I hate to be one of those people who just like, hey, that guy's not going to come up for the cure of any diseases. What what productive member of society is that right. guy going to turn out to right. be? Well, Like you know. 20 years from now, he finds the cure for cancer in prison. It's like, oh, we should never have done that. Oh, well, but now in, in your scenario, he's still alive and we put him in jail. That's right. But uh, in, in reality, he's a... Uh, but unless... And what was the whole deal? You the, you posted today on Facebook that police bruta- brutality case There's, out of Rhode Island. That was crazy. I read up on that. That was nuts. There was like a, a guy that looked like he'd just been watching like, or he'd just been playing like six hours of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. And then he shows up to some protest and there's a woman obviously sitting down. Yes. And on a curb. Ha- on, on a, a curb. curb yep. Handcuffed beside. And he's given like a full Van Damme like roundhouse kick. kick to the side of her head. Yeah. And, you know, it's always funny because I'm one of these people that's sort of like, hey, man, fuck the police. And, you know, I've always put some 
thing up on Facebook about how cops are bullshit, man. Right. And there's always someone that puts up a, a, a comment that says, you know what? A lot of cops are bad, man. But uh, no, no, it's like, no, actually. Do the they comments, do that accent too? Yeah. yeah. It's like the, in the, su- words? In yeah. the southern. <laughs> I, what accent was it? Hey, man, a lot of. That's like my. Uh, my I you know what that is. That's my Lenny Bruce of like, hey, man, it's the police and the government, man. Yeah. That's like uh, my. My, uh, I got something to say, comedian voice. But uh, but someone always sticks up and says, oh, you know what? Most police are pretty good, but there's a couple of bad apples out there. Right. But I just, you know, how can you justify that guy uh, giving a well, roundhouse to for, fucking all, redhead? We can't brand them all with one brush and they're all bad. Of course, there are good cops and bad cops. Right. But what the problem is, is when the good cops don't report the bad cops because of the thin blue line bullshit and protecting your brotherhood and all that stuff. Right. Wrong is wrong and right is right. And that I don't know how they could possibly justify from that photo an unarmed person sitting on a curb getting kicked in the face is okay. I just don't that's that's to me where it breaks down. You can say that, you know, it's a hard job and there's stress and all that and you 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 freak out. Like that's what they tried to use with that guy who freaked out on the twelve year old skateboarder we've talked about before, the big YouTube video. There's a cop who freaks out on this twelve year old and he goes way too far with it. I'm not your dude, I'm not your man. You never seen that one? No, I didn't oh, see it's that pretty one, fucking but, hardcore. Okay. Anyways, people say, you know, it's a tough job, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. I see someone going a little off and using words to the wrong extent. But kicking someone in the face when they're down like that, why don't you just fucking curb stomp her while you're at it? Well, I'm trying to fix her dental work before she goes on the inside. Yeah, we both we're both fans of American X, History X. Yeah, Come on, yeah. This is a, my Edward Norton tribute. That's right. Uh, he was the best Hulk. Uh, and then it's you know it's over. Yeah, and then uh, Mark Ruffalo shows up, and yeah, then the cop has up. to regret you know giving her the fucking uh, mouthful of teeth. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I yeah I can't it's it's those are moments where I'm like okay you stick up for that dude tell me what what she did that was so bad yeah. what about the pepper spray chick at the uh, student protest in uh, in Montreal yeah oh, yeah I know where I saw did you that. stand on that well. Look- she was just standing there. Is it the one where she's just standing there? Well, she's standing and yelling. Right. And then they just pepper spray her. That's the one, right? Uh, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, well, it, it, did they you know, inform her of her rights? Was she violating a certain laws being there? I don't know the whole story on that one. I don't know either. But, I mean, pepper spraying is a little, I guess, is, it probably is the same thing as kicking someone in the face. I don't know. Eh... Well, I've both have happened to me, and if I had a choice, (laughs) what hasn't happened to Dave Martin? That's the bigger question. That's a bigger show. That's a whole year show. Um, we don't have a lot of time. We got to go to break. But today on the uh, the big episode, we have two guests. Uh, both have fringe plays uh, mm-hmm. on. Uh, we have George Westerholm is going to be in a little bit later on, and uh, we'll be talking to him about his fringe play and other various uh, things that he has, it, like music and, and comedy, writing comedy stuff. awards, and very uh, vast. Uh, career most people just stick to one thing either music or comedy but he's doing both so it's I'm amazing excited. how many people stick to one thing and they're never good at it too that's true that's <laughs> always true. amazing really you're still doing that? right uh, okay all right so let's go to the break and we'll come back bite the pillow it's going in dry this is anything goes with darren frost and dave martin Hi, this is Ernest Borgnine. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. Thank you. Get those letter writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. 
Hey, welcome back from the break. This is Anything Goes. If you're just tuning in for the week of July 9th, Dave likes it when I do that. Oh, I love it. And joining us in the studio, our guest this week has a fringe play called It's My Show. It's George Westelholm. How are you doing, George? Hey, I am well. How are you guys? We are good. We are doing well. Now, I opened the paper today, and I uh, I asked you about the new uh, subways that we have in Toronto, and I actually I pointed one to one. And I asked Darren the same thing. Mm-hmm. Have, yeah. have you guys ridden in one of these? Well, I actually, I went out. They had the unveiling. Right. I went the, And I thought... I. I and I told my girlfriend, I said, we got to go because they got the new streetcar. Yeah. That is a sad group of people that right. go out to see the new streetcar. Right. But what were you doing That's there? what I was about to say. Well, was it a giant mirror for you? Well, exactly. <laughs> now I realize. It's like, wow, I had no idea. You know, wow. and, you know, like the in-depth questions that they would ask the people because there's people there that showed the streetcar. Oh, really? And then you can say, well, you know, if, uh, you know, oh, can man. I eat my lunch on this? And there's like all these like, and then they yeah. detailed that they don't have anywhere to go. Right. They're going to stay here until they have to say, look, the wow. viewing is over. You have to yeah, leave. Yeah, how many yeah. jumpers before we have to put this one aside? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, you, can, you can see all you want, pay your three bucks, and you can ride one of these things. That's right, exactly. That, you know, okay, okay. first of all, the big difference between these subways, and we're going to get to your friend show and all this stuff, but no, we're talking no, about... No, this, this we're, is we're important. About, so this is very important stuff. Yeah. Uh, now... Now, usually there used to be, you'd have just one train, and then there would be a door that would be attaching yes. the, to the second train. Yes. And these ones, there's nothing. There's no, no doors. It's one it's long corridor. One, one right. long highway, uh, right. not highway, one long hallway of yes. people there. And so if something fucked up in one cart happens, right. you have no protection. Like, <laughs> oh. there's no divider. You know what? I just, cause, and the first thing I thought is, oh, man, if I could get an automatic weapon in between stations, I would just walk from one end, just plowing well, but, people but down. See, but the, but yeah. that's the thing, right? Like, you know, if you get on the streetcar or on the subway, yeah. if there's a weirdo on your car, you have enough time when you get to the station. You're right. You can jump into the next car. You're and go, right. Well, I get away from yeah. that guy. That yeah. guy, you know, fill, yeah. that, fill if, the car with stink, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and now you don't have And that. if that weirdo has no concept of doors, then <laughs> you're, you're safe in, yes. in your car. But exactly. now that's not the case anymore. How did you? Uh, we had actually had a, an interesting chat about the uh, the heat that we were experiencing in Toronto, and I described it as uh, imagine. I described it as a. Um, it, it feels like this sort of humidity and heat. Imagine I describe it like someone pissed in my own pants and then gave them to me, and right. I had to put them on. Right. There's just a constant dampness that yep. I don't do. Deserve right, and I just don't. Know well, you're I... nervous to begin with, Dave, so you sweat a lot. Well, but I don't sweat that much. Well, I guess I do someone sweat else's out. urine. Do you? I don't know. No, no, not even. I, I don't know how you party, Dave. <laughs> I don't know how you. I party. drink a lot of other people's urine and then no. I sweat it out later on during the day. It's like rum, you know, when you right. when you with a rum drinker the next day and they're yeah. sweating and. The, but uh, no, this is a uh, like someone I wouldn't urinate in my own pants. This is someone else urinating in my pants and then I put them on and right. all the warmth of the pee is gone and now right. it's just this dampness and I have to walk around. What What I like about this show is we always start with a guest. With your problems, and then we slowly move into why they're here. That's right. what I like, Dave. Yeah, well. I feel like I've got someone else's pee on me. Tell That's me about right. your friendship. Right. Tell me about the friendship. It's not like I'm not saying it's a horny thing or I like it. Horny thing? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, but you. That's but a whole the different way show. that you were like, eh, I got someone else's pee on me. It's, I didn't ask for it. I didn't. Uh, I'm just saying it's. It could, doesn't think, even need to be pee. Either. I don't think just, there's a phone number you call that someone comes over and just hands you these pants. I'm not saying that. There could be. That's could a be new business. business, though. Yeah, you should have been a meteorologist, I think. <laughs> it's like, today, it's going to feel like, yeah. like, here's the actual temperature, yeah. but yeah. what it's going to feel like? It's yeah. going to feel like someone pissed in your pants. <laughs> That's right. That's Toronto. In Not Sudbury, it's more like someone just did dipped a Mr. Freezy in your ear. That's yeah. what it's going to feel like. Uh, now, George, you have a uh, a fringe play going on this year. I at do. the uh, Toronto Fringe. Have you always have you applied? Are you one of those people that always have a fringe play in their back pocket? And no, not at all. I've been one of those people that's always been afraid to do that. 
And is this then, your first one? It's not the first. I did with uh, my partner, Al. I know that, years. but I mean solo. This is yeah. your first one. Because on your website, you make a joke about you're working on the one-man show you'll never do. Yes, that's right. Right? So this is your one-man show. You you better change your website. I know. I have to update that. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad at that. But I, yeah. It's, so solo, okay. I never thought that uh, it would ha- uh, come to be. Right. And uh, and then they just selected you out of a hat. Sure. You know, randomly. And then uh, you got to come up with something. Right. And so that was, yeah. And you've been, your background's what, about 20, 25 years now, right? Yeah. Of doing comedy, various forms of whether live or written for television, the Mercer Report, 22 Minutes, those kinds of things, right? That's right, And yeah. galas and stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit later about your writing for other people. But So why do you choose now to do a solo show now? Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm kinda, I think I'm just sort of uh, finally making peace with comedy. I right. don't know what it is. You know, I thought, like, uh, I haven't done it. It's almost like kind of coming. F- you know what people say? Coming full circle. You come right. Sure. It just means you really haven't moved on. I think that's what it is. That's a, a nice way of saying, you know, what's really come full circle. Right, right. I really haven't developed a lot in, <laughs> right. in, in a very long time. You right. know? Uh, but uh, I just, uh, I, you know, my girlfriend said, you know, you've been talking about this for a year yeah, uh, yeah. because, you know, we had been dating. And it's like, oh, why don't you just do it? And so I, I did it. Yeah. That's not something you hear very often. You don't hear a lot of like, well, my girlfriend's been pushing me to do a one-man <laughs> show. No, that's quite Sorry. true. Yeah, I know. Honey, will you get off my fucking back? I will write that show when I'm ready. You know, you push me and you're leaning on me. <laughs> that's right. I'm yeah. going to write a one-man show and I'll get over that uh, horrible incident that happened to me in summer camp through a series of lights on stage. Yes, and exactly. Yeah, with, yeah. A, with a pair of pants at the end soaked in someone else's urine. That's your closer, Dave, that comes down. Comes <laughs> my um, clothes were talking about George. Yeah, I know, I know. But we still have that image That's in right. our head. Man, now, dangling pants. <laughs> do you think maybe it's also about, because you started as a duo in comedy, then you kind of wrote for other people or other things, and now you're doing solo performance. Is it more of a, like kind of feeling better inside your own skin type thing and a comfortability factor, or is it just getting around to it? No, no, yeah, it's definitely that. It's right. definitely feeling a lot more comfortable. Right. I mean, there's nothing better at the end of the day than when your job's done, like a professional takes what sure. you wrote, and then they do it, and right. that's fantastic. Right. And now, you know, I wrote the show with with Pat McKenna, and now uh, I got to deliver the goods. Okay. So now there's that kind of, oh, right, okay. I got to do the other step now, right. too. You and know, Pat's the but... director, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we, should, we should just give a, a bit of background, because you said your uh, former partner, uh, Al, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Al Ray, who books the uh, Winnipeg Comedy Festival now and still does stand-up. And uh, But how long were you two together? We were together about just about 10 years. About 10 years. Yeah, right out of high school. We did it in high school and uh, just did it out of there for like 10 years. And being uh, the duo Al and George, and then you went to uh, Edinburgh, right? And you did yep. the Fringe. Yeah. Now, what year was that? That was, oh, uh, God, 89. Wow, that's, wow. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. No one, no one, literally no one remembers it was a mu- Have you been back there since 89 to see the Fringe, of what it is now? No, I haven't, actually. Because yeah. I was there in 99, and it was pretty uh, big. And it's nothing even now. It's supposed to be even massive. Really? Like, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. you guys got a Perrier a nomination, right? We or did. you win. Did you win? No, no, we got nominated. Nominated. That's just in itself. It's yeah, huge. yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. It was really uh it was really good. I, Kat came down and saw one of the good shows. Right. And, right, right. <laughs> so that was good. And uh, and then it kind of built off that. Right. Now, uh, I talked to Al for you coming in and asked him uh, to give me a couple questions. Now, one of the two questions he asked, (laughs) and this is almost kind of an urban legend for you guys when you were a duo, and it's the way that you guys used to divide up the money at the end of a show, whether you're middling or featuring. You know, you tell the story. How did you guys divide up the money? Well, uh, we, uh, you know, it's like those things, you know, when you're doing a one-nighter or you're on the road and you've been on the road for weeks and it's just... 
nothing to do, man. Yeah, and yeah. you're just in the hotel just making room. making shit up, yeah. And making shit up. And so it's like one night we were just there and we were drunk and we said, you know what we should do? We should just put all the money that we made and we should just fight for it. And just whoever gets the most just gets the most, yeah. you know? So we would do this. And then one one night, uh, Jim McAleese yep. uh, is uh, another comic. And yeah. he uh, he's, he sees us do this. And he says, oh, man. And then he starts telling people. Right. And then, of course, like, once fucking club owners hear that, well, this is just the best thing in the world. Course, you know, we're going to give you money. And then hopefully you can injure yourself. Sure. Uh, you know, trying to get and our money. And we'll laugh at it. Yeah, yep. so, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we did it a couple of times. And we realized, well, we don't want to be a circus actor. Was it true you got paid in ones and you just kind of one time I heard someone say you guys got paid in ones smaller bills you just threw them up in the air and whoever could grab them was one time it you was, did it it wasn't ones but you know like if there's a hundred in there that's a that's a pisser you know yeah, like yeah, when somebody course. scoops the hundred you're <laughs> like got, fuck that's you know <laughs> I got all the twos <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right back when wrong. there were twos yeah. yeah 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 so yeah you had to get smaller bills that was really important you were never encouraged to put that make that a, like your closer of just like now as the club owner I'm gonna do <laughs> yeah, that's that'd right. be like yeah. spectacle yeah that'd be like an evil carnival barker sort of like yeah Hey, now enough comedy. Now Touching his mustache. Bi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Twirling his mustache and tying a girl to some railroad tracks. And <laughs> well, he's... you know, it, the, the, in, in the back in the back uh, hallway of the Hamilton Club, it was almost had had that vibe. You oh, know? yeah. It was sad. Oh, it I remember that really, place. Really sad. <laughs> Fighting over your money. The uh, One of the things, uh, uh, now what was it like uh, working with uh, Pat McKenna? Now, but for people who don't know Patrick McKenna, uh, he's a, a very famous uh, Canadian uh, character actor. Uh, he's a very a, accomplished actor. He started with Second City right. and did a lot yep. of improv and then actually did stand-up as well. I think there are some clips that are running on XM that Pat has on the channel. And then he moved to television and he's one of the only uh, Canadian actors that was a lead in two shows on at the same time. And then I guess the same thing happened for Hugh Dillon with Flashpoint and, and Durham County. But Traders and the Red Green Show, and the Red Green Show was shown all across North America, he was Harold. So it was a massive you Massive know, show. Yeah. You know what? There was a uh, someone told me something interesting uh, that uh, the Red Green show was very popular in um, in Muslim countries. Uh, well, there's no wow. women in the show. That's exactly. Why. That's why. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's that was why. true. That was true. There's no women in the show. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I worked with Patrick because I was one of the the um, guys in the Red Green movie, which they always uh, hack on me for on the show. I uh, duct tape forever. Up, yeah. right, right. But uh, you know, I love Patrick. He's a sweetheart of a guy and a very good guy. And he is. So he's directing your play. So you guys co-wrote it together. Yeah. Well, what happened was I was uh, pulling into the liquor store. Someone <laughs> like rear-ends me. All good stories uh, started in Yes. Someone rear-ends me. Turns out it's Pat. He doesn't want to go into insurance and so I said well okay I think he had been drinking uh, and so I said sure then if you uh, you know do the show with me then uh, we can settle this at right. the court and I uh, said so, uh, that was uh, you know but right. he knew he knew who you were when he rear-ended you in the uh, parking lot eventually that's why I think uh, at the beginning he Are didn't, serious seem, he didn't know happened? where he was I think you, at the he, beginning but then did eventually did he really hit you? no no okay no, I'm no, saying no, you better no, be right. fucking making this up <laughs> otherwise yeah, it's right. the craziest story in fringe history <laughs> yeah right no no he uh, he agreed to uh, to do it which yeah. We had worked in Winnipeg together, and um, he just— At the festival? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he did just a hilarious, like, uh, real estate guy right. accepting an award, right. and it was really—like, I, I wrote it, but he—the way he did it, it was sure. just, like, so funny. Yeah. And I always—I've always liked his work, mm-hmm. and uh, so, yeah, he said that he would do it, and wow. I was like, wow, this is great, mm-hmm. you know? Now, uh, I, I saw your show. I, I, I loved it. I laughed out, I laughed out a number of times. And one of the things I liked about it was that you could have easily just had you, the keyboard player, and the backup guitar player on stage. And you could have easily just had you, the three of you. 
But what I liked was that you took a made it gave it a little bit more of a theater element that you you know you had furniture on stage with you you know you had the right, easel yeah. and you had the desk and then um, and it just I think a lot of stand-ups and even solo performers like you with your guitar uh, they'll go into the fringe and they won't uh, take advantage of the fact that they have a theater space right and yeah. uh, you know because I saw and, and I enjoyed Dylan God I think he's a very very funny comic he is. But, he's great. but his yeah. show was just a stool and a microphone phone and him right which again nothing wrong with that but when you have this sort of stage that you could do whatever the fuck you want and just take that extra level yeah. take spread that next your wings. step spread yeah. your wings dove and uh and and, and and use it for all it's worth so uh i always i, I like that about your show and you had a you had like different parts of it like you had the you were reading letter birthday cards right yeah 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 that was uh, that was a great idea that uh, pat came up with the premise would be that it was my birthday but mm-hmm. you know when we first met and started talking about the show he would suggest all these things Things you'd say like, well, you know, you could give it a time and a place, you know, like you can give it an attitude, and we, and mm-hmm. we can go by. And I, I would keep saying like, you know what? I don't think I can pull this yeah. off, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. So we kind of settled. He's bringing in Stratford, and that's you're like, right, you yeah, know yeah. what? Maybe Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but a yuck, 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 yuck's one nighter. That's <laughs> right, a wax museum maybe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so we we kind of settled to a place where uh, you know, like it could be a little bit more than just doing mm-hmm. a nightclub routine, but that I could be comfortable sort of pulling it off as right. well, you know, because I'm I'm not an actor guy at all. Right. You know, so. But there, there were those, uh, and then you had uh, the, there was the easel, and then you had the papers of, like, things that I've learned, or what, what was Yes, the, that's what, right. Yeah, yeah, things I've learned in my short time on the planet. Yes, yes. and then there was the birthday cards, and then there was the, uh, the the book that you had as well. Book of regrets. I read from my book of regrets. Nice. Oh, yes. man. There, there are many, many yeah. regrets. There's yeah. two, you know, that could be just its own show. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. but we don't burden people with too many. That's like the fucking roots for Dave Martin, book of regrets. <laughs> That's a well, very guess, topical if reference. You're, if you're, <laughs> we're going to name drop okay, Beta show and VHS. It's the Showa for Dave Martin. Yeah, you've lost me there, exactly, too. Exactly, exactly. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> him as a director, do you think that's a... a I always think that no matter... What your show is, you should have a director. Just that that second person that's watching the show and watching what you do. Like the Fringe. A lot of people just go, especially if they hate their act, they think they know it. They don't need that extra set of eyes yeah. to watch. Especially if you're a seasoned performer, you think you kind of know it all. I'm, this is kind of easy for me. Sure. But having that director like Pat is what he, he's oh, saying. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Because like as a comic, you know, we think, well, what's the next joke? What, what, what What's right. the funny thing I can do? But you don't really, at least I don't, really see it in a, in a whole picture right. kind of way. And so he would say... Okay, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to build it, and it's going to go like this. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, right, sure. Because I, I, at first, I wasn't, I didn't believe you that it was your birthday in the show, and then second, I was sort of like, oh, well, maybe that's just a running through line for the show. All right. But uh, I, I, I like that part because your birthday was sort of like the through line because you name dropped your birthday a couple times, and and uh, and how did you choose what songs to do? Because you, the fat guy on a scooter, I'd never heard that song before. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, some of some of it was written for the show, and others things were I'd I'd I had done before. You right. know, like to do a whole new show. I'm not like Louis C.K. That just oh, you know, I just thought of yeah. this on the plane, and right. I'm going to do a yeah. new hour. You know, yeah. so it was it's kind of built of stuff that I'd done before, and then and then other stuff that I hadn't done before, and then hopefully, you know, I. I don't know. I'm very disorganized. You know, I know people, they, they go and they do stand-up gigs before the, a fringe show, and they're always... To uh, ramp up, right. Yeah, and I just, I did two. Jo- right. Joanna gave me, like, two gigs. Like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what I'll do, too. Yeah, You right. know, so it was a little... Now, I saw Darren's eyes light up when I mentioned that you uh, were at Just for Laughs, like, a year or two ago, and you wrote for Weird Al. Fuck, I love Weird Al Yankovic. He yeah. is so great. He's, yeah. first of all, a nice guy. Yeah, I know. And, man, the... Audio, the crowd loves him. Oh yeah, he is adored. I know. You know? And his drummer, 
wicked drummer. Well, that's like the thing. Just, Not a lot of people know the the musicians that he, I mean, he was a musician with the accordion and yep. his background or whatever, but his backup band, they're all very accomplished musicians. They are solid. Yes. Man. Really very, solid. very solid. And I met him years and years ago, barely. Really nice guy. And I've never met anyone. Like, you know, you eventually you stay in show business enough time. Someone will say, oh, that guy's a fucking asshole. Right. Yeah, right. There's yeah, always yeah, someone sure. that thinks there's someone's an asshole. <laughs> and the only two people I've ever heard that's not said about uh, is uh, Weird Al Yankovic and Brent Butt. I've never heard anyone say that about those two guys. Yeah, yeah, right on. You know, and yeah. that says something a lot. I mean, I'm a big fan of Weird Al. Oh, yeah, and he was just such a sweet guy. Just... So you wrote, like, jokes for him, for his gala type thing? That's or... right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you kind of write off the top, and then the yep. intros for the, for the the you know, the performers and stuff. Right. Now, in, in the same way that, like, Patrick McKenna was, uh, you know, giving you suggestions, and, and, and did you feel uncomfortable turning down his in just the same way that, like, you would give jokes to, like, Weird Al... And and would he refuse things? <laughs> He'd be like, that doesn't really sound like it would come out of Weird Al. Oh yeah, well yeah, there was there was stuff that he's you know wasn't comfortable saying right. or whatnot. And and we actually did two shows, so there would be you know if something didn't work in the first show, I would try something. And uh, to, right, here's another thing that probably won't work for the second show, but right. it's different. Right. Is, is, that's, <laughs> right. that's usually what I do. But <laughs> but yeah, he uh, no, he was real open to doing stuff. And like I said, the crowd just loved him. Yeah, was, you know, it was really cool. Because it's got to be hard. I mean, I know for for me and. For Dave, we're you know edgy comics, and we you know have to almost sometimes take it on the chin on material that we present. But we're we're our own thing, and we do it, and that's fine. But when you're doing it for someone else, you almost have to keep that in mind when you're writing jokes. Even though your own agenda and it's a great funny joke, but maybe William Shatner would never do that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Even <laughs> yeah, though it's yeah. a great joke for the time and the week it is, and it's perfect for Just for Laughs or even Winnipeg. They may not want to do yeah, it. Yeah, William Shatner's not going to be like, oh, I love that joke about the chick drowning in the pool joke. That's an awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That, that's yeah. the closer. No, yeah, and that's the thing, I guess, that you do learn uh, when, when you do write for people. That's the first thing is like, you know what? It's likely your favorite thing is not going to get used. Right. You know, and that's just the way it is, you know? But, right. Uh, but, you know, this, it's just, a, you know, it seems almost like a, sort of like a cryptic crossword or something, you know? Yeah. You just keep kind of working at it and say, what's going to be the thing that's going to work here? And See, because for you, in? it's very interesting. When you write for someone else, you're actually trying to please two people, right? You're trying to please the performer, yeah. like a Weird Al, and the producers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? So it's like, Weird Al may be on, well, that's a great joke, or whoever you're writing for, and then the producers are like, oh, I don't know, Yeah. right? Now, have you ever had it where the, the performer had to go, no, no, I like that joke, we got to keep that in? Uh, has that ever happened? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, sure it has. Yeah, yeah. And, and often w- w- the way that goes down is that it's it's their own stuff. Like they they would say, oh, "I'm going to do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your stuff usually just won't fly, right? You know, like even the, it's it's it doesn't usually if if they're on the fence, it'll just because they just go, "Well, you can just come up with another one, right?" Right, right. Like, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you just pull one another yeah. one out of your ass. Right. No big deal. Yeah, they're just jokes. How hard could they be? <laughs> yeah, big deal. Because I know we've had uh, Anthony Anthony Jeselnik on the show before yeah. and uh, and he was talking about you know when writing for Jimmy Fallon that like he would write one of a joke that he would love and then producers would be like ah, it doesn't really sound like it would come out of Jimmy or and then he would just be like okay well that's and, and at the end of the day it's like people see Jimmy Fallon telling the joke not and they're not going to be like oh I bet Anthony Jeselnik wrote that right yeah, yeah. so right. that's like and now you're writing for uh, you mentioned uh, John Panette yeah. And uh, does he ever look at you and go, okay, enough with the buffet jokes? You know, does he ever do that? Or? Uh, well, not so far. We haven't, uh, <laughs> uh, but there's still a whole festival to go. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're still kind of in early days, just kind right. of right. bouncing stuff off. But uh, yeah. He's a nice guy, too. Yeah. I've met him. He's very nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. And uh, and Howie Mandel as well. You're yeah. writing stuff for yeah. him. Yeah. Get, now, ready to, get ready to fucking elbow bump. He won't shake your hand. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Germaphobe. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, yes, yes. And uh, Carolyn Taylor is is working on the show too. And oh, okay. Jeff Rothpan. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. great. So those so, those yeah. guys are great great writers that you that you that you got working on this. Yeah. With. Now, do you ever? Now, when it comes to someone like Howie Mandel, do you have like a germaphobe joke or a joke about like turning knobs on doors and stuff like that? That he's just like, ah, maybe I won't. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he. I think he feels like, well, you know, at least in the early meeting that we had, he I, he's kind of covered that. Yeah, I, yeah, he's, yeah. He did a big interview and it was very Barbara Walterish. I don't think he's going to try to make too much fun of it. Yeah. No, yeah. They don't. Yeah. Well, you don't want a joke that's going to make someone cry halfway through their. <laughs> I do. That's why I don't yeah. write for other people. <laughs> well, yeah. that's why I don't write for other people, David. <laughs> That'd be funny if you slipped in a joke that he didn't. No, and he just started telling right it. enough to teleprompter. Yeah, and then he gets to the punchline. He was like, "Why me? Why do I do? Tommy Why did Lee. I just tell that joke that totally degrades me?" Writing, my... writing a joke for Tommy Lee. The kid's drowning in the pool. Climb on this. <laughs> yeah. Climb up on this. I'm just cock. Yeah, yeah. Grab hold of my cock. You'll get out of the pool, kid. Yeah, so Howie Mandel took a new direction. Yes. Uh, just for last year. Uh, what? Uh, now uh, we talked a, a little bit about. Uh, um, I, I, actually, I don't know that you. I don't, didn't have a question at the end of that. I was just going to keep talking until I got. Somewhere. Well, let's talk about one thing. I want to talk about is, like I said off the top, a few people do music and comedy, and then kind of try to merge the two together. And you've been pretty successful with your musical and your comedy as well. And have you ever felt like? You know, when someone sees someone bringing a guitar, although yours is different in presentation, it's a you know gorgeous guitar. It's not just a five dollar acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. Or someone's gonna do beer songs on. But do you ever get that sense of when you were working, uh, maybe more in comedy clubs, when you pull up the guitar, there's a sense of a crowd kind of going, oh, it's a guitar, or was it kind of like, oh, cool, it's a guitar? You know what I mean by that? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I've I've always been so tied to the guitar right. that I never really go anywhere without it. So right. I just kind of walk on, and it's just part of me there and. And, uh, you know, if they if they don't like it, it's they don't like me as well. Right, like, right, like, right. Yeah, no, yeah, no thing, I understand. You know? Yeah, you know, I'm actually the the the. the... <laughs> <laughs> the saddest thing was, so at the fringe they go, they go, oh, we got these like promotional things you can do, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, there's a Bluer Street Festival. Oh, so is this the afternoon thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so you get there, oh. and he's like, okay, you draw a chalk circle around yourself, and it's like, oh, and I brought my kids down, and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh no. no, it's just like, like the most, like humiliating yeah. experience where people just walking by and scowling, and you're in the middle of some dumb comedy song that is is like like a hundred times dumber because people haven't listened from the beginning and they right just go, so they just hear uh, like paragraph three or verse three yeah, yeah yeah and why is this older man doing this <laughs> stupid song you know it's just just should terrible. he get back to his shop and you know instead <laughs> well that's like but uh that's, that's like a that's like a petting zoo for, for performers people just walking by and, yeah you know and and yeah. you know if you're a street performer oh you know and you're good man and you're good you, at it it's great ama- i am not that no. person at all I'm not a busker, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, the just... busker, their talent is something that's, you know, they make 800 bucks a day for a reason because yeah, they can yeah, do yeah. it and they can do it well. I can't do that. No, no, no. I need focus and I need concentration because yeah, you can't come halfway through, and that's a hard thing. Because I remember talking to Nikki Payne and Terry Clement from a year or two ago, and they had to do that, and they were the same thing. It's like an <laughs> afternoon thing. And yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. people are just staring. What's the crazy lady doing? You know, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I- I'm so self conscious as a performer too. Like if I had to do something on the street, I would like if there was some crazy. Act out that I thought I would try to attempt. I'd like get like a quarter way through it, and then just look around. And goes, oh, do you guys feel as stupid as me? I yeah, don't want. I'd like I'd kick the ground and walk off. I just, uh, it, it's terrible. But but added to that was that the, the street festival takes place in my neighborhood. Ooh, so burns. Oh. Yes. So my kids are there, and then there's kids from their school yeah. coming by, and look at look at their dad oh, doing this stupid man. thing, and, and then uh, parents. It was yeah. 
And all I just spent my whole time just saying, this is humiliating. Yeah. This is terrible. Like, this is, you yeah. know. <laughs> you're going to have to wear a hat at the Christmas concert. I'll tell you that much. That's right. Oh, here's the crazy guy <laughs> from the street. Oh, God. Now, one of the things is, though, do you ever find there's, like, a, a, a difference between, like, because I always think that there's, do you ever want to be, do you ever worry about being too good at one thing? Like, <laughs> no, I've never <laughs> Okay. I've never no, had I, to worry about that. I get that. But like, because there's, I'll see some musical comedy acts and then I'll be like, you guys are fucking amazing musicians. Why aren't you just doing music? And because there's like, uh, there was like one duo I remember seeing in Toronto this years ago, but they were be- almost better musicians and they were funny. And right. then I've seen guys like Corky and the Juice Pigs, I always thought were amazing musicians mm. and equally as funny. Yeah, yeah. And I've always find, you know, a lot of your songs are, are equally as funny just as their good musicianship. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Well, that's, that's, I've always been like a fan of like the Smothers Brothers. Oh, yeah. And that kind of tradition of like, like just, wow, you know, you could listen to them play a song. And yeah. I, and I think that that, I don't know, it just seems to, I, I, I love music and I love all sorts of different kinds of music and uh, I don't know it just yeah, but you... isn't musical comedy or that that's kind of form dying in a sense like I don't see that many young comics doing it or am I just not in the right venues I don't know I mean uh, yeah I mean the Weird Al show uh, that he did in uh, in Montreal there was some great people on yeah man, well, that was, was that the one with Tom Green was on it yes uh, that yeah, was yeah, Tom yeah. Green it was Reggie Watts yeah was... Reggie Watts who was just oh great. yeah but I mean great, I mean just man. at the young level like when I go to open mics or or just in the city in Toronto yeah there's a lot of big oh I see yeah but, yeah yeah like coming up like the next wave of that I don't really see it no I don't as see a much. lot yeah I don't you know see there a was lot. a period where like Terry McGurin came up and was doing musical comedy Terry Clement and then it just kind of stopped in Toronto for a while and I haven't really seen much of it since I think I think when you become really good at it that you really separate yourself from the pack like guys like Reggie Watts yeah and 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 I think and and I think yourself and then who's a is it Bo 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 Brunham Who's, yes. the, who's oh, the piano yeah. guy? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I yeah. wish I knew more of his stuff, but yep. I don't really, I don't watch a lot of comedy on TV and internet and stuff. But it's like, but when you when you do get that good at, at both being funny and the musicianship, that really separates you. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, and, yeah. and also Reggie Watts is the kind of guy that no one's doing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, quite true. Yeah, but also in the same respect that when you take out your guitar. There is a, a gasp from every comic who, in their heart of hearts, wants to be a musician too. Of course, well, that's that... why I said when I brought it up. When you bring out your guitar, it's not a five dollar acoustic. It's a, it's a very impressive guitar. It's like a ho- it's like a shiny red hollow body. <laughs> yeah, I can feel the blood rushing to my, to, <laughs> to my hey. hands that want to. I, okay. There's moments where I want to. I would want to get photographs of just me holding that guitar. Yes, and then just yeah, make and then up Febreze a... it afterwards. No, that wouldn't happen. I would be perfect. I'll wear some sanitation or something but like <laughs> but that guitar looks so cool that like everyone's like oh my god he's gonna do something with that now yeah oh i know well you know I, I i do have a weakness for for instruments yeah you know mm. yeah that's, uh, that's well, well, right, Dar- well darren does too he was trying to ju- at the beginning of the show he darren was trying to pick up a a, a clit tickler he's a hankering for instruments too so we all do we all are in our own way but darren's also going to learn to play the clit tickler and it's going to be a part of his one my fringe play yeah it's going to be called it's her show. <laughs> Derek's good. Can I get a good volunteer from the audience that does okay, okay with spreading their legs? Yeah. And now and it just uh, turns out to be Dave Martin with a wig. Or then, and also then the front row is going to be like a Gallagher show. They're all going to hold up their aprons in case there's some squirtage going on. Anyways, 
Okay. Well, let's let's promote you. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Play. So, okay. the Fringe Play, it's my it's my show. Where is it playing? It's playing at the Theater Passmarai Backspace. Okay, and it's till what date? Till Sunday. Till uh, Sunday. Till the uh, what is that? The fifteenth. Yes, guess. perfect. Yeah. Okay, and if people want to go to your website, it's georgewesterholm.ca. Westerholm.ca.com. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's dot com or dot ca. Both, okay. Both, yeah. Perfect. Georgewesterholm.com. So check them out. Very 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 cool performance. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, guys. It was a lot of fun. Great time. Thank you. Check them out. Putting the word rap in race. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Uh, this is comedian Dylan Gott. You're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM Radio Laugh Attack. Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Okay, we're back from the break, and uh, join us in the studio. Our second interview, if you're just joining us, this is Anything Goes, is um, she's got a fringe place called So We Thought We Could Act. Did I get that right? Did I get yes, it right, Raina? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's Raina Hundert is in the studio. I want to make sure because it's a tongue twister. So we thought we could act, which is at the Fringe, until uh, July 15th at the Tarragon Extra Space on Bridgman Avenue. Yes. And uh, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming down. So for, right off the top, I've never heard that last name before. What what nationality is that? What background? It's Jewish. Is it really? Yes. What's oh. the what's the ish part of it? The ish yeah. part is the amount of involvement I have. In, well, in, in your in your Jewishness? I Jewish. I'm I come from like a fairly traditional Jewish background. Actually, my brother is a Hasidic rabbi. Believe it really? or not. Really? In yeah. Montreal? In Montreal. Because you're yeah. ba- you're based out of Montreal. You're just here for the fringe. That's right. Yeah. Um. So have you spent your whole life in Montreal? Yeah, I born and raised. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, mm-hmm. can I ask you just one question? Do Hasidic Jews have any fun? Yes, yes, really? they, do. they do. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Well, my, my my brother's more of like the hippie kind of reggae oh. variety. Oh. They're, oh, okay. they're not well known, but they're right. fun. There are, there are a few he, out he there. He plays the saxophone. He's like, oh, okay, well, that's guy. good. Okay. I just I see him and the clothes are so heavy, and you just think, I know. Yeah. They're so having heavy. all the fun is behind closed doors. Oh, really? Oh, whoa. They should do that, behind yeah, sheets. That sounds behind terrible. sheets. No, the sheets thing is a myth. I is just want to say, yes, that's a myth. Is it still? It's still a myth. Yes. Well, tell us what the sheet is and then tell us why we shouldn't oh, believe God. it anymore. Because people think that Hasidic Jews have sex with uh, with a sheet in between. Yes. You know, the sheet with the hole. With the hole. The original really, glory w- hole. The glory hole, But yeah. I, know, I know what it is. The linen and things glory hole. Yeah. You, know, you know how they have the tassels under their shirts? Yes. Yeah. When, they, when they wear their shirts? So that looks exactly like a sheet with a hole in it. Oh. The thing they're wearing under their shirts okay. when they hang them out in the laundry. So their perverted neighbors are really the oh, ones. Oh, to blame. With the minds that right. thought up. The, the Laura Ingalls of the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. should, well, uh, well, and glory hole isn't really a new concept. Is no, it? no, it's not just for Jewish people either. No, I don't think it was invented <laughs> by not, the Jews. Glory no. hole All the times I've been going, I haven't been wearing my. You know, I, <laughs> you, been, been, you don't even know what the word is. What the what kippa? It, the, is is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know the word. You had this element of I haven't even been wearing. I know what I'm doing. Because I was doing action. I realized I was on radio. So what am I doing here? I'm doing an action no one can see. Right. Good. All right. Dave is like very teacher today. You don't even know the word. Oh, you do. Okay, okay there we go. Um, so tell us about the fringe play, and then we'll get on to more about the whole your, your brother and all that stuff. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, right. As much as I'd love to go yeah. on about that. Um, no, the show is born out of my friendship with Helen Prandekas. She's on the cover with me. Okay. Um, it's about two actresses who never get paid work their whole lives, and their rivalry with this blonde kind of Barbie type girl that they've known since they were young. And it spans the whole 20th century. It's okay. a musical, right? Which means there's like 
20 style songs. There's a doo wop song. And the old ladies do a rap at the end. So it goes all the way from the 20s to the 90s. Okay. Uh, epic failure. And is there any prosthetics uh, as you age, or you just get your face tired? Is that our how do faces you... get tired? We grow a gray <laughs> wig. Face tired. We get, we get you know a little more hunched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and know. we have uh, Dan Dirksen's in the show, and he's yep. playing every male character. So he plays about thirteen different characters, right? Ranging from Hulk Hogan to Elvis to the Devil. Oh okay. shit! I'm sold on the Hulk Hogan part and yeah, the Elvis yeah. part and the Devil. There wow. you go. Um, now. Uh, Oh, that's okay. I just this has just got a lot more fun for me. Cool. <laughs> without without any involvement. Sorry, we I just saw the so two chicks before. on the front. I'm like, oh, man, what's ah, this one? Okay, but then now, okay, that's that's very cool. And uh, there's and a th- penis in the show. There is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. We we touch it on penises and glory holes. Yeah. This is great. Really, <laughs> great. We, we filled our quota for the show. Good night, <laughs> everybody. Good night. Yeah. Now, uh, this so so we 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 span the decades, and you have, you said you have two rapping grannies at the end. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, don't you think it's funny that like rapping grannies are so beloved, but there, there's never a, a famous rapping granny. It's true. In all, well, it's of... only in comedies, like comedies, like the wedding singer. There's the rapping grandma. There's, it's just a comedy thing. For but some you, but you, well, okay. First of all, you don't see any black rapping grannies very often, do you? It's do always... they get to that age though? Maybe well, that's you know. Are you implying that they get shot down in the hood? No, I'm saying their... their diet and other things. They uh, could maybe not get to the uh, rapping Darren found age. out that he had diabetes this week. Yeah, so, so I'm very touchy. Uh, on, he's very touchy with uh, the, the, yeah. the, the... On the needle. So if you have a heroin oh. habit, I don't want to hear about it. No. Okay. But well, what uh, do you do with that? What's the giant building in Toronto that looks exactly like a needle? The CN, the CN Tower. Yeah, what, how do you... What, are we playing True Pursuit now? <laughs> the CN Tower? <laughs> how <laughs> Montreal are you that hey, you have brain a... fart, okay? Brain <laughs> fart. What do you want? That thing that points up, what is that? The world's tallest former... I'll take history for the last... Piece toilet. of the pie. Yeah. I'll take history. Yeah, history. Yeah. Well, the the, the Sky Dome or Rogers Center is a gigantic toilet. If they were yes. referring to. Well, that. and then the Olympic Stadium is like a crooked giant toilet. Well, yeah. that's yeah. now you're talking. But didn't you just didn't Montreal just finish paying for that though? <laughs> Did we finish paying no. for anything? No, I we never do. <laughs> you don't have to, but you no. got that well, French thing. It's all on loan like, from the mob. Right? Right? Go, well, I'm yeah. not going to pay for that. Yeah. What are you kidding? <laughs> oh, there goes Dave and his accents yeah, again. Yeah, well. Nice. <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this now. Yeah, cool. The, so uh, one other thing, you you uh, you're also an on the spot, which is an improv troupe based out of Montreal. That's right. And where is on the spot playing these days? Is it still at the works? At the works, yeah. Right. Every Wednesday at eight thirty. Okay. Yeah, short form comedy. Yeah. So yes. if you're into improv, that's uh, you can go see them at the Comedy Works, which is uh, run by Jimbo still, correct? Yep, yeah. Still Jimbo. Yeah. The man who's dead inside, but we'll leave <laughs> that alone. <laughs> leave Not that touching alone. Touching that with it. Yeah. Don't touch it. that with anything. But you know the uh, the on the spot you've been there for quite some time now, yeah four years now have you felt like that because uh, it's primarily primarily or primarily how big is the spot if you've been there four years really well, it's on the spot it's, it's on years. it's but now it's a stand-up club but do you feel as improv improvisers that you've been embraced by the stand-up community um uh that's an interesting question i think it adds some variety when we open on the weekends mm-hmm. so right. i think it's a nice breath of fresh air for the audience um the stand-up community, I only recently started getting integrated into because I just started doing stand-up in January. Right. Um, I'd known them kind of peripherally, but uh, there's no contention between the groups. It's just kind of variety and comedy styles. Right. But it's not like you're a, not a new thing at that club. No, so no, no. It's well, it's like been there. You, On the spot, it's been there, what, 15 years? Maybe 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you've paid your dues as far as like being like, no, we belong here just as much as you guys. Yeah, yeah. just never. In the beginning, I think there was a bit of a rivalry like 15, 20 years ago. They're kind of like, hey, you're taking the spots away from us yeah. but now it's been it's it's almost it's a it's kind of an established thing in montreal Look, darren's tired of even talking about it He's I like, am. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's uh, my hands are flapping and 
Uh, but what's it like for you living in Montreal with the giant kind of? We were talking to George about Just for Laughs. Yeah. With that that kind of beast for two weeks of the year, it's great. It's fun. Comedy's amazing. Mm-hmm. And the other fifty weeks of the year, it's a bit of a grind, right? To get people out to see shows or whatever. What's that like for you? Well, you, you know, we get a lot of tourists. I mean, mm-hmm. people are looking for something English to do at night in the city. And sure. actually, we just lost the Montreal Mirror, which was the free listing. Oh, no. Yeah. So we're. Oh, I didn't I'm know a, that. Like really upset about it. Actually, yeah, that's sad. That was a yeah. good. That was good. I think every. I mean, we have now, and Vancouver's got the Georgia Strait, but every city of that side should have an entertainment magazine. But not in English anymore in Montreal. Wow. For now, we'll see that's if somebody fills the void. Like I know that's why I was like, I gotta get the hell out of Montreal. Whoa. <laughs> so I'm thinking about moving to Toronto. But Are you? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. No. Uh, do you perform in French? Uh, not usually, no, no. Do you speak French? Sometimes I Are do you speak bilingual? French, yeah, but I don't speak French Get on French that like French. French Get on the French stand-up. Forget yeah, yeah. English. Yeah. You got to be able it's to do fun. both. If you can do both, you're going to make a lot of fucking money. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. money's everything, but Sugar trust Sammy. me, when you're 41 and you're diabetic, you need the money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a needle exchange program out there for Darren somewhere. But the, uh, yeah. well, no, one thing, because uh, the, now performers are unionized in Quebec is in French, French speaking, aren't yes. they? Yes, yes. Um, I'm, yes. I'm not sure about the yep. call. Yeah, you know, you know the, the French stand-ups are unionized. Yes. Okay, really, I must know the non-union ones. Right. Yeah, I there's some in the beginning, but once you get to a certain level, there is a kind of like a a unionized situation where yeah, oh. which okay. is unheard of in comedy because we're all out to get each other's gigs and stab each other in the back if we can. Or no, Dave, with... she's so new. <laughs> Don't talk like oh, that. I, I won't. Everybody I'm... seems so friendly. Yeah, they're so though. nice. We're what so friendly doing, up Dave? to a point until you yeah. turn into competition yeah. and we're going to yeah, rip your yeah. throat out. Well, you got your own XM show. Get out of here. Yeah. God. No more suggestions from the audience from us. <laughs> so uh, you, from here, where does this show go? Is it just for the Fringe, or are you guys going to try to take it on the road? Well, uh, we did it at the Montreal Fringe last year. That's where it kind of started. And we okay. got nominated for an award. We got a good review in the Gazette, yep. and we're like, oh, maybe we'll do it in Toronto. Um, but now the next thing we want to do is maybe just do a remount for our friends in Montreal of what we've been able to change with uh, from the show from last right. year and improve it. So we're going to do that at this place called Cafe Cleopatra, which is usually a drag show venue, which I think okay. is very appropriate That's given cool. the nature of the yeah, crazy yeah, absolutely. show. Um, and then we'll see. Like, go to Edmonton. Edmonton's got a great fringe, and I think something like this would be good. And the, and the, yeah. the Winnipeg fringe. Winnipeg too, is big is, too. Is quite... Yeah, I've heard that they're great. Yeah. Like Winnipeg is up on the same level as like Edinburgh too, as far as like not. I don't know. I think it's Edmonton is still bigger. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, Edmonton fine. is a longer running and a bigger, but Winnipeg is definitely coming into their own yeah. for sure. And Toronto, and I'm not sure about Vancouver, but uh, definitely, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, from what you've said and what I've heard about this, I think you guys should take it on the road. Why not? Yeah. Now, is, now, are there still parts of this show that you're uh, tweaking and uh, we're always, you know, adding and, and taking yeah. bits out of it? I mean, we're we're always, the show is like a living. Like, are the grandmas going to do Drake now <laughs> and drop the Bieber, or are they going to switch it up? <laughs> well, yeah, there's drop some the parts Bieber. we've parted with from last year that we'd love to work back sure. in. So that's that's well, you gotta hard keep for it us. real. The Nana's got to keep it real. Yeah, yeah. Which we should register. dot com. Nana's <laughs> keeping it real. dot com. Okay, <laughs> uh, we're almost out of time, but let's just get it out one more time. So we thought we could act is at the uh, Tarragon Extra Space, Thirty Bridgman Avenue, till July fifteenth. Uh, and you go to FringeToronto. dot com for more information. Uh, Raina, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Do you yeah. have your own website or anything you want to push? Um. You... Okay. No. All right. <laughs> TorontoFringe. dot com. <laughs> All right, thank you for coming out. Yeah, I appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks. Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
Hey, this is Dave Raha, stand-up comic from Toronto, and you're listening to Anything Goes. Listen to it. Get those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Okay, we're back, and that was Raina Hundert, who has a show at the Fringe, and uh, the first session uh, interview was George Westerholm. Uh, I keep, I, I keep yeah, almost tripping over that. Bit, I know, yeah. I know. Westerholm. Westerholm. Yeah. Uh, I am definitely going to go and check out this Fringe play. Yeah, I know yeah. you will. Yeah. You you barked at me when I said because they they shortened the name of the uh, the the show is called So We Thought We Could Act. Yeah. And then they uh, is it anagram? What was yes. It? Yeah. It when anagram. you put all the first letters of right. each word together, and then when you put So We Thought We Could Act together, I see the word swastika. Right. Well, you see what you want to see, don't you? I do. Don't you? Yeah. When, you? when you see a Coca-Cola, you see swastika. I do. I so, do, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe there's a uh, issue. There should there. be only one soft drink. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, let's, I don't know how to, to get out of that yeah, one. I go from yeah, let's go from to, that uh, to uh, Phil Hartman. So, uh, I'm not sure if we announced on the show, but uh, XM definitely put a big push on for Phil Hartman to get a Walk of Fame, Canada's Walk of Fame uh, square, and uh, it turns out that he did get one. We can publicly say that now. So, that's uh, great to the power of social media and satellite and radio, satellite radio yeah. uh, we were able to help and that's great for everyone involved and uh, that's happening in september i believe and also we are nominated for a canadian comedy award i know that we, we haven't we are nominated for the canadian yes. comedy award and i will be the first to mention that uh, i do want to win this award right but uh, this is also an award that i never gave two shits about it until we were nominated right so i have successfully become what i hate yes the yes. hypocrite dave martin. i am the uh, hypocritical dave martin uh i i want to win i want to win something that i never gave a shit about just because i'm nominated for it right and how can people uh, uh vote for us well you go to the website uh uh, go to Google and put Canadian Comedy Awards in Google. I believe it's CanadianComedyAwards.com, but just put that in Google. And you can register. Everyday people can register and vote for the Canadian Comedy Awards. It's just a short procedure. You uh, register, and then you get a password, I believe, and you go in and you vote. And we are under for uh, Best Radio Program. Best Radio uh, Program. Just go there and vote for Anything Goes yep, with Darren Frost. That's right. Uh, it is our Guy Earl episode that we yes, submitted and got nominated for. The controversial for. Uh, episode, Guy Earl, which you can also download the whole episode uh, from iTunes if you want to listen to see why we were nominated for that uh, episode. Exactly. Our guests that week were Harry Dupe and Simon Rakoff. Funny and, and informative. Yes, it was. It was. And uh, so, it's not, yeah, you could be a, a mem- an ACTRA member, yep. uh, which is the uh, the Canadian version of, uh, well, SAG, SAG I guess. Yep. Yeah. And, um, but any, everyday people, even, our, even, so. our, even our listeners in uh, the our, in our friends to the South, yep. uh, well, lovely U, uh, U.S. of A. that they can uh, vote for us as yep. well. Uh, and, and really, uh, you know what? Uh, to me, I know you want to win. It would be great for XM. I just want that acceptance speech. But we, but we can't do this acceptance speech. You if we don't win. You can't tell everybody what motherfuckers they are. That's right. Until, uh, and we can't even stomp in the face of the guy that canceled our show, who still has a friend request for me on Facebook. <laughs> you stupid <laughs> shithead. If you even have the balls. Okay. Okay. Anyways, no, I shouldn't say again, stupid. He, once he's, again. He's trying to do his job, he's I guess, whatever he job. is. He okay. fucked up. Wow. This isn't a very small room for you to backtrack in. Wow. Well, yeah. I think no, you're it's... two streets over now. <laughs> 
Jeez. No, I'm not going. Stupid not gonna, motherfucker! I'm not gonna, he's a I'm, good guy. I, he's I, I never, to pay I never his said rent. he was a good guy. He canceled he's our shows. He never had rent. the balls okay, to say that it, you're fired. Dave, okay. Dave, we're gonna get fired. Uh, which is all right. Every week something happens. Yep. Uh, so that is that. This weekend coming up, uh, July 12th to 14th, the Grey Bruce Comedy Festival, the one that me and Johnny Guardhouse uh, are running, and is brought to you by SiriusXM. Well, until this episode airs. No, every my policy is we're not gonna just Anyways, talk shit about people until they confront me. We're done. Uh, July 12th to 14th, go to GreyBruceComedyFestival.com. The lineup <laughs> this year is Pete Zedlacker, Alan Park, Kenny Robinson, Christina Walkinshaw, Ian Sirota, and Bobby Mayer. That's, so that's, that's, that's a killer lineup. That's a killer lineup for one show, uh, six headlining comics. So check that out in Hanover uh, on Port Elgin, July 12th, Hanover on uh, July 14th, and Owen Sound, July 13th. So uh, that's that. And uh, what do you got to push, Dave? Uh, I don't have uh, much to uh, push coming up soon, but most of all, most of, most of all, I want you to go to the Canadian Comedy awards yes. website vote for us get to hear our acceptance speech uh which we will record and we post. will record we will post it yes. we will comment on it yes. barry howard sternish of yes. us uh the uh the following week and uh i want to hear darren's uh yes you do want to hear this acceptance speech. i do want to hear it yes. more than oh man i can't yes. wait for it because if it if we don't win it's going to be on the first seven minutes of the next episode of anything goes exactly yeah. it's good you know when darren does his acceptance speech it's yeah. going to be like that scene from the fly you know where uh <laughs> where uh jeff goldblum he, he spits out this uh bile yes. and then uh, it, 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 it melts, yep. you know, like that guy's yep. arm, and but it will melt the microphone they that he speaks it. through, yeah. And my children will turn into zombies and bite everybody's faces. Oh, that's we can only hope. Happen. Yeah, I know. Uh, Your young it. one's like that already. Yeah, he's though. like a little monster, but don't tell children's aid. Okay. Um, next week we have Deanne Smith coming into the studio uh, from Montreal, uh, so that'll be uh, great. She has not been on the show before, so that's uh, fun and exciting. And uh, other people coming up, uh, we have someone from TV Guide Canada coming in in August. That'll be fun. We'll be able to talk about shitty TV and good TV. That'll be uh, a little bit different than our norm. And uh, that's it. On iTunes, we have new episodes that were just posted. Uh, we just posted the Eddie DeLiseppi uh, interview that we did, and we just posted the Bobby Mayer and John Hastings uh, episode, so you can right. uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. There's always uh, we always uh, post um, those on our uh, Twitter page, right? And um, check uh, Darren Frost out every uh, once in a while on yeah. uh, ComedyHore.com. ComedyHore.com, and, and that's you can also find, my Twitter, ComedyHore. Yeah, yes, it is, and uh, you can find me at DaveMartinWorld.com. All right. Well, we're done with the selling. The sales uh, pitch is over. And uh, that's it. Thanks to uh, Victoria and Paul for making us sound good every single week. And Frank. And uh, why, why do I say Paul? Frank. Fra Paul's not even here anymore. It's Frank. I feel bad for I Frank. I confronted Paul earlier. I saw him earlier. In yeah, the studio. yeah. That guy's the motherfucker you said. No, he's not the motherfucker. I know. I just wanted to get you to okay, say that. Okay, you again. just want me to get mad. Yeah, okay. For once. For once. Okay, we're done. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Cheers. Good night.